0: One more sleep, just one more sleep in the NRL season for 2023 kicks off. Welcome to Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. Scrub Brandy, 17-man game, put in James Magnuson, The missile looking big, walking tall, but then the ups and downs of rugby league. You're a Bulldogs man and you see the vision yesterday. Luke Thompson injured at training And now out for the better part of the season, James. Oh boy, it's Mm. not a sign, is it, for the doggies? Not a sign? Look,
1: this is an exclusive. I did field a call from Cameron Serraldo yesterday. He's asked me if I will wear the number 17 for the Bulldogs this season. So I'm just juggling whether I can can fit that in with my other commitments here at SEN, at Tribe Gym. Uh, Stay tuned on that
0: one. Right, so James had a big night on the drink. So uh, he goes, so he's hallucinating. He's had a call from Cameron Serraldo. It, it was just a call centre from somewhere. And, uh, no, it wasn't Cameron Serraldo. No, it's it's terrible yeah. news. I mean, and there's been so many, um, you know, not necessarily all massively high fi- uh, flying players. I mean, um, Dean Eremia at uh, Eremia at Melbourne last week, knee reconstruction. You know, from the last mm. trial. There's a number of players already going. Yeah, Taylor Make, um, Young Dykstra at Cronulla, they're gone for the year. You know, like uh, it's it must be incredibly disappointing. You put all that work in in the off season, then in the last two weeks before the season proper kicks off, uh, the injuries happen. It's a it's a foot injury of some kind, um, foot ankle surgery required. Not good at all for Luke Thompson. That's where we start this morning, but. Uh, Rugby League isn't the only story today. In fact, um, Ian Smith from SENZ, we love having Smithy on the program. Uh, New Zealand cricketing, great. He'll be on because really, I think all sports fans, not just cricket fans, still um, basking in the glory of one of the great sporting events. Uh, The the Test match yesterday, New Zealand and England, and a one-run victory to the Kiwis. Now, James, I know you're not necessarily the biggest cricket fan in the world but an appreciation for the magnitude of this when we talk about the number of test matches played um, all time I mean we're talking you know two and a half thousand test matches in 150 years and we have a one-run victory for what only the second time and, and what only the fourth time that a team forced to follow on has come up with a win it's an extraordinary feat.
1: Crazy statistics there, Vossi. I think for me, it's a case of the two teams I love to hate. Which one do I hate more? Mm, probably oh, England. Was... So, <laughs> it's a it's a success for our uh, our friends across the ditch. Crazy statistic though: in over two thousand Test matches, four teams ever ever mm. have done it. New Zealand become one of those. Just an amazing victory that one.
0: Well, well, the the fact of the matter is, um, the teams that had lost having enforced a follow-on the three previous times was Australia. It's nice to be joined by someone else. (laughs) England have now lost a test. They join Australia's record. We were the only ones that had ever uh, done that. But it was just absolute pandemonium. Now, something I will say with Smithy, and to our listeners now, I'm pretty sure you would have digested all that happened. But what proved to be the penultimate ball from Wagner to James Anderson, I'm calling it a wide Ooh. I'm thinking this should have been a tied test. I mean, it was. It was. Um, if if look, I need I need an umpire out there, and there'll be someone out there that can quote the rule book to me. But if a white is a ball that you can't play with a normal stance, well, it's a white. It was high, wide, and handsome down leg side, mm. and the umpire, I, I think, would have to know what the state of play is. That if he puts the arms out wide, scores would be, then be level. Well, I think he should have put his arms out and score should have been level. I think the second last ball as it proved to be before James Anderson tickled one down the leg side was a wide. We would have had another genuine tied test. What do you think about that on the Hello Moto? Motorola open line one three hundred O one eleven seventy tech zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. If you haven't seen it, chase it up now. Have a look at the ball and you let us know is that a wide? I'm saying it was a wide. Shouldn't have been a win by one. Scores should have been tied going into that ball that Anderson got out. James, is that a controversial way to start?
1: It's very controversial, yeah. Vossi. Do you think with this McMullen ball, we're going to see more close finishes like this? I think this is the way Test cricket's got to be played. It's exciting to watch. The scores are higher. The, the run rate's faster. It's, it's got to be the way forward for Test cricket.
0: Oh, well, I mean, I'm looking forward to the Ashes already. I mean, this Harry Brook, who got player of the series, by the way, the Englishman, who got that yeah. um, magnificent 186 in the first innings. He, you know, he scores at such an incredible rate. Um, great to watch. I think you'd have to think, a rest in peace, the follow-on. I mean, I, I don't know what... Like, we, it's, rarely, um, it's rarely put into practice these days that teams are forced to follow on. Normally, if a team has a lead, they go back into bat and make, you know, the opposition then chase 500 this might be the last time you see a team forced to follow on unless it was absolutely you know like team made 450 and you rolled the side for 86 you might send them mm-hmm. back in um but i don't think you're going to see um the follow on um too relevant in the modern game it might be it might now be done and dusted but love to hear the listeners thoughts on it One text 0457 736 in fact can anyone with a kiwi accent jace he's out there former Caller of the month, Jace, Have we got many listeners with Kiwi accents? I think you're entitled to come on, and even if you don't have one, bung one on this morning and talk about your, uh, dare I say, New Zealand roots and your heritage. Being that you may have some New Zealand bloodline, that um, if you're a Kiwi, come on the, come on the show this morning and gloat, gloat. Yes, I think it's, uh, I think it's appropriate. It's pretty extraordinary, and we'll have Ian Smith on the program now. Um, back to rugby league. Uh, oh, no, sorry, we should probably stay on cricket because, just a reminder, we're, we're so taken up by that. The third test begins today, Australia and India, James. Yeah. I've Remember kind that, of that lost interest rash? now, Bossy. <laughs> yeah,
1: I've kind oh, of yeah. lost interest. The the series is over as far as the Border Gavisgar Trophy. Mm. Pat Cummins isn't going to be there. Uh, I don't know. It's It's hard to be enthusiastic about it, particularly with rugby league starting. It's just taking up all my bandwidth. I can't. I can't be focusing on cricket. I can't.
0: <laughs> well, I, I I think you've got to. You have to see. Surely things get better. Like what? what how will social media handle if the first Australian gets out sweeping? Uh, oh. If we bat and 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 the sweep is uh, maintained in this third test. By the way, the S N coverage will start from two thirty. Sydney time uh, this afternoon. So what's that in Queensland to our Queenslanders right now? One thirty uh, your time. We do have the captains' run on today uh, on SEN. Um, that is uh, Cameron Smith and Denon Kemp. But uh, yes, the coverage of the cricket on SEN on the sweep. Steve Smith takes over as captain um, uh, today with Pat Cummins not there. And and Steve Simmons is uh, Steve Smith as captain averages sixty-seven point three three with a bat a, as captain. That is his average. He has spoken with SEN about the use of the sweep shot. I think we need to listen. Where do you sit with the sweep shot? Not just for you, but just overall. Well, I wouldn't say putting it away.
1: I'm, there's probably the right and wrong time to, to play it. And the other day, I, um was probably the wrong time. I, I don't think in my... 94 and 95 tests that I've played, I've, I've walked off the field and I've actually just gone, what, what were you thinking there? Like, what, what was your game plan? Yeah. Um, so I was disappointed with that aspect, but, um, you know, I'm still learning as well. I've played a lot of cricket, but I've, I've swept Ashwin in the past. I swept him in Pune um, on a few occasions when I scored a second innings 100 there. So, yeah, maybe I was thinking too much about that rather than playing what was in front of me. Um, but that can happen and, yeah, I'll learn from it.
0: That's not like the door still open for the sweep.
1: <laughs> Can I just say, it's as far as shut. as far as the sweep goes, put the broom mm-hmm. in the cleaning closet, lock the door, mm-hmm. throw away the keys. It's done. The right. sweep is well, done.
0: If, <laughs> well, if the ball's keeping low, yes, obviously. I, I still don't know. It, the same um, uh, the same wording was used by McDonald, Andrew McDonald, the uh, coach. They use probably the wrong time. Like, yeah, yeah. we probably didn't get it right. Why can't you just come out and say, we didn't get it bloody right. Like, what? we probably didn't get it right. We, we probably did, it was the wrong time. No, 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 it was it was the wrong time. Em- emphatically so.
1: Some of his it interviews are quite frustrating, time. Andrew McDonald. He's, uh, he's mm. very politically correct with his answers. He, he's, yes. Yeah, he sounds like he's running for government.
0: Yes, yes, all right. So if you've got any words of encouragement, if you were there to... Um, we, we did throw it out at our listeners, if you go into the dressing room, Greg um, Bellamy style, uh, I think he got the number one vote. Gordon Ramsay got a vote to be in the dressing room. If you could address the Australian cricket team before the start of play in the third test, what would you say? Um, let us know. Now we go back to rugby league. Uh, Dylan Napa, um, we're told, the Roosters... Throwing him in the lifeline after things came to end uh, in uh, Catalan's uh, teamless Tuesday. Gee, it was exciting. Everyone everyone oh, was, I was waiting pumped. for it. Yeah. Bam, I'm listening to, to uh, Joel and Fletch, and bam, it hits four, straight out of the news. The boys, it was like Christmas, and to hear the thoughts of Gibbo and Brooksy, the way they share it around, commenting all the teams. I, mean, I could have listened all afternoon to the boys. It was just wonderful stuff. Hearing the lineups for the first time and... You know, getting your teeth into it then and then listening to Matty Rogers and, and Scott Sattler um, on Sports Day talking about the teams. Anthony Milford's a story, isn't he, at the Dolphins? Big time. Um, you don't make their first – like, he's a he's a star signing and he's not there for game one and it has nothing to do with injury. What does that say about Anthony Milford?
1: Yeah, well, Brayton Asta had a fair crack last night on 360 – Jesse Bromwich was pretty scathing in, in his comments about Anthony Milford, the, the same as Wayne Bennett. It really surprises me, Vossi, the amount of training these guys do, the amount of experts they have in and around a club when it comes to diet and nutrition, strength and conditioning, sports science, all those things. To turn up after a full preseason out of shape and unfit, I just I can't get my head around it. I, I don't know how it happens. And as a new franchise... The type of players that the Dolphins have signed, right, are guys that set high standards at their clubs. They're obviously hard trainers, hard workers, both on and off the field. Anthony Milford doesn't quite fit the mould. When you look at, you know, the Bromwich brothers, Felice Kafusi, all these players that they've signed to be leaders of the club. And then you, you look on the other side of, of the page and you've got Anthony Milford, who's mm. he's kind of been known for it throughout his career, hasn't he?
0: Well, he he can be a great player. I I know it's getting on, but the 2015 Grand Final, he was the best player on the big stage. I know they lost the Broncos, but he was the best player on the field. Should have got the Clive Churchill medal. Um, We'll read your Wayne Bennett's quote from the Courier Mail a little later in the program. We'll also explore uh, more the Sydney Morning Herald poll results. Um, Just one I will throw at you. If the NRL introduces an 18th team, where would you want it based? Perth resounding uh, favourite from the voting, 44%. P&G next, 16%. Wellington and New Zealand, 12%. So Perth, um, certainly the favourite running. Do you agree with that, James? 18th club? Um, you know, We're not sure when that will be, but 18th Oof. club? Do you want Perth? Do you want uh, Adelaide? Do you want a PNG and g Do you want another New Zealand team? Is there anyone else we should be looking?
1: I like James the Mania. Central Coast. I Central think, Coast? yeah, I think the Central Coast could do it. Perth Perth would be fun for a boys' trip. I think that's why guys are voting. It's a weekend away from the misses when your team <laughs> plays in Perth. What? It's the chairman and CEO that are voting <laughs> on
0: that. Okay. And also, do you believe Eddie Jones and Rugby Australia represent a threat to the NRL? No. 80%. Yes, 20%. So if they want to come and, and raid, they can. Anyway, go to the phones. I'm pretty sure you want to... Uh, uh, have a real crack at some of our topics today. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Your level of optimism. We'll carry on that topic from yesterday, uh, yesterday about your team in the NRL. James Magnuson filling in for Brandy today. It is seventeen after six in New South Wales. Seventeen after five in Queensland on the home of sport SEN.